welcome to a night of total terror. <laughs> when was the last time you were scared out of your wits? It's Benjamin Favo coming at you with the essentially re-debut of It Came From Queens, uh, where we're going to be talking to weird people, talking about weird shit, talking about movies, TV, video games, any random assortment of bullshit that just happens to be on my mind at that particular moment, and we're going to have some fun while we're doing it, and I hope you have some fun too. This is sort of my ode to the world around us, and despite how it's a horrible, burning shit pile of a planet, there's still some pretty dope people out there doing some dope shit for... Really weird reasons, so that's kind of what our mission statement here is. Embracing the weird and the strange and those fun little interactions in daily life that sort of make us cooler as people. And nobody I know at this moment personifies that more than my guest right now. She is a, she is a thespian, she is a on-screen persona at a wrestling company, she, um, she has uh, innate Verbal ability, which is kind of code for doesn't shut the fuck up, in verb, in in words and in text. She um, she fucking just says whatever the shits on her mind. Doesn't give two shits who she pisses off. And if you run into a dark alley, dear God, I pity your ass. She um, she she currently lives in Jersey, but uh, she originally hails from Florida. We're not going to hold that against her. Uh, my guest on this episode is uh, Miss Stephanie Satili. How you doing? I mean, Jesus, like, next you're going to read a rap sheet, like, <laughs> meet her in an alley, and then, like... And the cocaine was in the trunk. I hope to God... Yeah, no, just... Well, it's Florida, so, yeah. She will slip arsenic into your food? Here's Stephanie Satilli. Why? <laughs> so, how are you doing I'm today? I'm a very nice individual. <laughs> so, how are you doing? Like, what the fuck? I'm on my floor. It feels fantastic. <laughs> I bet it does. I bet it does. We are chilling out here. It is hot as literal balls outside. It is terrible, but we are here inside, safe from all of that, chilling out with your dog, who is <coughs> half asleep on the floor right now. I give a shit what I do. <laughs> that dog is bored as hell right now. Aww. It's a little fluffy monster. Yeah, but for those who don't know, uh, like when I'm not doing this or, you know, doing my stuff over at uh, Gas Digital Network, uh, a little cheap plug in there, I am uh, working freelance behind the scenes in pretty much jack-of-all-trades role at uh, up-and-coming wrestling promotion. You might have heard of it. Its name is Capital Wrestling. I was going to say, you didn't say it before. You're like, she's an on-screen persona. I wanted to... I wanted Some to, wrestling company. You need to build up to that shit. You need to reveal it. I can't put that over in the intro. Otherwise, people will think that that's all this is going to be about. I, I hope, yeah. I have a life outside <laughs> of that, you know. I no, love we it. No, we all do. But just, <laughs> yeah, that build-up for, what was it, 26 seconds. <laughs> oh, boy, what's this wrestling company? What's this fucking wrestling company? But, yeah, me and... And Steph both work in an on-screen and behind-the-scenes capacity mm -hmm. at Capital Wrestling. Yes. And tell the people 
at home who you play. I don't play. Well, I look like. <laughs> people say that I look a lot like uh, their only woman manager, Portia Vaughn, um, who, from what it looks like, is just a, a f- annoying feminist times 80. Like, not somebody that stands for the the proper cornerstones of feminism, like the stuff that makes sense, actual equality, um, but more of, of the ridiculous, non-fact-based portions of, of feminism, like how an office being too cold is somehow sexist. That's something she would agree with. <laughs> Air conditioners are sexist. That's... Yeah, so, like, just ever since the jump in Capital Wrestling, you've run the gambit of terrible outfits, terrible rhetoric, terrible glasses, just... Well, the first time I saw you, you came out with uh, horn rim glasses, yep. red red hair. I had red hair at the time. My shirt was a green shirt that said, Dress to Kale. Dress to Kale. Which I still have that shirt. And you had the black meaning. The thing that I've loved about the Portia Vaughn character, as you've gotten to know her, is that every time we see... When you first showed up, you looked, honestly, like a legit cringe feminist. Like, right. Like, kind of innocuous, like, very subdued wardrobe. But fucking two years on, your wardrobe has just mutated pussy hats pussy hats <laughs> on that subject um very recently i finally got the distinct pleasure of getting to be on screen yes in a supportive role <laughs> which i am very thrilled about and happy to do and i've been given the role of playing shocker ben the intern although uh, we you have m- no name i have no name because yeah. men don't deserve names i don't think you were gifted as a, with a name you were just boy you were just boy i believe we as yeah. we shot a very wonderful vignette with Mr. Zach Amico, which was... And, a, and poor Lucas. And poor Lucas. Lucas has a name. You don't. Uh, Lucas doesn't. Which, is, which, I <laughs> which I will not goddamn stand for, goddamn it, okay? I will, I, will, I will fight Lucas to death to get my name back. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Lucas, I love you, but still, a very talented wrestler, man. But, uh, yeah. I no, don't know. I heard a turtle kicked his ass. <laughs> so, listen. This, this is I don't true. know what that says about his masculinity, but when you get beat by a stuffed turtle... There you go. Oh. Hey, there, hey, what do you know? But yeah, I'm having a lot of fun doing those. If you want to check those out, you can definitely check out our Skankfest show. It's on Fight. And you can check out the episodes that are coming out for free on YouTube. Just go to Capital Wrestling on YouTube. But yeah, Oh, that's... the chance on that show. Oh, the chance we'll on that show. Will never leave my mind. No, oh, try... Me and, this, me and this wench right over here were booed with thunderous... Oh, so loud. Oh, so, loud. so loud. Scorn and vitriol. And as, and as I said to hundreds of people at this point, I've never had like over 100 men chant, show us your pussy at once. Never had that happen. No, you're forgetting the best one where it's like, I think it's time to teach you about proper feminism. Beat. You're the worst. No, I heard that guy. That I don't, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Show us your pussy is the best thing that's ever been shouted at me. That was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, we do we do the wrestling thing. We do the wrestling thing on the side, but like during our daily lives we have different aspirations mm-hmm. and different things in this fucking world. And so what you do aside from capital wrestling is you do sketch block, right? Yeah, so we'll run through the thousands of jobs I have. Because <laughs> capital takes up nine hundred of them. Um no, currently um I am part of a sketch group called The Unwanted. And this year we took over to host of Sketchblock, which is one of New York's longest running sketch shows. It's been around for maybe 15 years. So we are finally the hosts. 
Um, it's at the Under St. Mark's Theater in New York City. It is the first Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. So we, we have been doing that. We bring on two sketch acts and a stand-up, and then we also do our, our own sketches. I, I'm particularly... The one fucking sketch I loved was um, Mr. Falafel. Mm. That one was very fun because, honestly, the way that you guys set up that bit was honestly kind of good. When you roll into it, I you don't. I honestly kind of believe for a second it was semi-real. That was the thing I was kind of confused about. <laughs> because one of the characters is in the audience, and yes, yeah, that's that what, was one of the first sketches I wrote with uh, my writing partner. Because nice. that was just improv. I had this. I I don't know what. Because most sketches come off of your, you know, when you improvise with someone. And I was just riffing on the in the in the car, and we just came up with that, that idea. Like that was beat for beat. Wait, what had been improvised? I'm like, I gotta write this down. Um, and for many years, my writing partner, Harry Trajanian, was not a fan of Mr. Falafel. He did not think it was our best one. And I said, sir, you are a liar and a scoundrel, and I will show you that this is uh, something Put it more that... bluntly, listen here, you fuck. <laughs> I was like, this gets laughs every time we do it. You, sir, are a jerk face. No, but it's, um, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's one of, it's one of my favorites. I love it. I also just love my voice gets so annoying during it. That's... Also, I just found out um, there is a place nearby opening that's actually called Mr. Falafel very soon, like in Jersey. So check that out and make this joke a reality. Which will be, go the dude's going to have like some poor schmuck working in that store. Mr. Falafel. He's going to have like 700 girls that look like you running in, screaming fucking Mr. Falafel at him, and it's going to drive him to an early grave. I mean, that'll be me. All of them will be me. <laughs> All um, of them. Just for 700 days, you go in and do that. Um, so the other thing is I work for this uh, theater company based out of Brooklyn called Brooklyn One. And I've acted with them for many summers. They, they put on a Shakespeare show every summer in uh, Owl's Head Park in Brooklyn. And this year, uh, I am now the director of said show. We're doing Taming of the Shrew. Um, so I'll get my plugs out for you because I don't think I gave you the dates. Um, they, it'll be August 24th at noon, 3 o'clock and 6 p.m. And it's completely free. So you could bring a blanket and some snacks. I mean, you could sneak alcohol in. I don't care. And just... Of course. Now, the, one of the things I like to talk <clears throat> about on this show a little bit is like, are stories, memories that have a slant towards the weird? May that mean horror <laughs> or just weirdness and scenario? And so... Sure. Being a former, uh, representative of the human trash fire that we Americans refer to as Florida. <laughs> Can you, do you, first of all, first of all, a little primer for this question. Do you think that a lot of the shit Florida gets is unfounded? Um, here's the thing. The, different parts of Florida are like different worlds. Like, the area near Orlando is completely different than the area in Tallahassee, which is closer to the other southern states, which is vastly different than Fort Lauderdale, Miami, which is really the tip of the dick of Florida. Like, southeastern Florida that's where I'm from. I'm from, from Fort Lauderdale. And Fort Lauderdale has almost like no personality because all of, most of the people that live there are retired New Yorkers. So it's like old Jewish New Yorkers that move down there. Or there's obviously a huge Cuban population. Um, my mom was actually both. She was an old New York Jewish woman and she was Cuban. But that's mostly what it consists of. So if you go down there, there's nobody that's on meth trying to eat a gator live. Like, none of that shit's happening where I'm from. So I, I don't know. I don't know where these swamp people come from. <laughs> I know that they don't represent me or where I'm from. 
Uh, so well, they I represent where you're from, but they might not represent. Not you. my particular, yeah, not my particular part. Um, so, what would you say is to you? You mentioned off 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 microphone to mm-hmm. me that you had a story that you feel truly encapsulates Florida, and I'm very it's, curious to see what it's this funny is. to me. Like, I remember reading this to other people, and I guess they didn't understand why this was funny. And I thought it was hilarious because I just thought at the time, oh, of course, Florida. And this is before. Or no, this was like slightly after the whole hanging Chad 2000 election debacle, which I think also defined Florida's um, personality, was that whole thing. Um, but in my high school, one year we had um, like a bomb, we thought we had a bomb scare. They, you know, we evacuated the building, whatever, we didn't know what it was. The next day it's in the paper of what it was. So somebody reported they heard a bag ticking in the library. Okay, they go and investigate it. What they found, what it was, um, after all that, they evacuated us, <clears throat> like we left school early, and this was in the paper the next day of what it was, which was a tape recorder that got to the end of the tape and was clicking. <laughs> I don't know why, I thought that was hilarious. That's... Like, all that hullabaloo for like, oh, it's a tape that was clicking. I don't oh, know why to me, no. does nobody understand? This is so stupid. We, this is what our state's about. Did you do, <laughs> did you do like fucking evacuation drills and like shooter drills all the time? Or was that like a little bit before your time? Um, well, no, I, because uh, that really started with Columbine, which was 99. So we kind of had that, but not all the time. So it was like more of a, let's say if like your school had like, a lot of schools differ, but if you had like a, like a fall and a spring semester or like a four season semester, like you'd probably get one a semester or like uh, one, we a, didn't, one a quarter. We didn't really, yeah, we didn't do some, oh, right, right, right. Honestly, I don't remember many, maybe like one a year. Because like, that. We to, didn't really have, to I me, mean, we were lucky we didn't have like those, nothing horrible happened. Um... But I, we, I just remember very rarely having them, and honestly, it was like a fi- it was just a fire drill. They just okay. called it a fire drill. It wasn't bomb scare, shooter. What it wasn't any of that. It was just a fire drill. Yeah, like speak like on the subject of school. Like I had no greater cheerleader during my last six months of like academia. Well, I had a couple like. One of them was my friend Jewel. Shout out to her. Uh, of course, uh, one of our mutual friends, Matt Ryan. A lot of mm-hmm. people around me, my family. But you, more than anyone else, during the last like the the, the swan song of my time in academia, <laughs> was uh, just my send off. Was you just constantly night after night would be like, just get through this. Yeah. Just, just just sit down, smoke up, have a beer. Just get through this. It this shit does not. I would count down. You got two months left. Two, every I kept counting. You were keeping better track than I was. You're honestly, you're almost out of there. Three weeks. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it, woman! I don't even know how many days I have left. Because I remember, and I'm sure you were taking stuff that you're never going to use again or, or care about. I tell you, I, I used Adderall for one time. That like two I'm, times. I meant I'm. I don't mean. <laughs> oh. That's I meant I like subjects you're learning. Oh. <laughs> Well, you were taking stuff that you weren't ever going to use again. again. Well, oh, like classes. No, oh, well, that has two different meanings. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, no, there were nights where I'd honestly. So I got this is something I'll jump in with a little anecdote here that you can bounce off of. I fucking my interactions with people this past semester could not have been more fucking limited because this was just a semester of. 
fuck it, everything's done, I just need mm. to get through with this, because three of my roommates, all three of them that I had the previous semester, were gone the next semester, so I had two new people I was They start- were murdered? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I the- hate the way you made that sound, they, they were, were all gone. Gone. Yes, and there was no one to clean up the mess. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The rapture happened. The rapture happened. But yeah, and all three of them were gone. I had two new roommates. I didn't care dick all about. Like, I, I didn't, I fucking hated living in the dorms. It was no reception. I hated living on campus pretty much because my roommate had to get up early every morning for classes and mm-hmm. he, had, he had multiple alarms going off. I was, I had no sleep. I was pretty much eating Uber Eats almost every freaking night. Oh my God. It was so bad. It was so bad. And I just remembered a frequent thing I'm just, I just would do is I would ping you or Matt or both of you together and I'd just be like, guys, fucking hold my hand through this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You kids have it easy. We did not have Uber Eats when we were in college. You had to go with the store. It was Domino's and that's it. <laughs> or the only thing that was open late in our student center past like 10 p.m. Uh, was Sabaros. That was the only thing that was open. Oh, God. Till like two, three in the morning. Well, Only hey, to be open. fair, like Sparrows, it's not the most appealing, but like you know, like one thirty after like a massive. It's still bu- disgusting. Like oh, even even if you're like drunk it's or stoned, it's not still even, disgusting. Wh- okay. I would no. So like, hold on, Subway Sabaros, Who do you put? Do, it's like you're asking me what would you rather eat? Is like a pile of shit or a pile of vomit? Like I don't know, they're well, both pretty fucking terrible. The vomit might have more chunks of the actual <laughs> food. In there, the shit would be more processed, you know? There was, on my campus, um, they had, like, a store that was kind of their on-campus convenience store where everything is, like, the prices are jacked up. And they would sell, like, sandwiches or cereal, just mac and cheese, stuff you can take back to your dorm as if you're, like, actually grocery shopping. Um, But this place was open to the same thing, like, 2, 3 in the morning. It was open late. And it was far, it was, like, a bit of a walk from where my dorm was. And our campus was pretty much safe. You know, I don't remember. There wasn't, like, a lot of things happening. So at 2 in the morning, it'd feel okay to walk in the dead of night, like, to that place. It wasn't that bad. Um, However, there were, like, a set of stairs on the way there leading down um, that people dubbed the rape stairs. Because I guess maybe one happened, like, a long, long time ago. Or people, that was just a joke that that's what happened. So let me give you an idea. I'd much rather walk the rape stairs than go to Sabaros. That were the two choices I had at two in the morning. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an episode title. (laughs) I'd rather walk the rape stairs. And I think that is where we will take a quick break for a moment. And we'll be right back with more of the unforgettable Stephanie Satili. We'll be right back. And we are back. Once again, we are here with Stephanie Satili, and we are talking about all manner of weirdness. So one of the things you and me have bonded over in recent months is our shared admiration for the horror genre. And things, or things that are creepy. Or things that are just creepy like in general. Like the act that like, I showed you. Like the Oh, my God. Some of my daddy's sweetness. Shut it! <laughs> I didn't say oh, that. Oh, God, no. That's I've been show. saying that in my head. For some reason, the last two days, constantly. Okay, for those of you who don't know, it's the Hulu scene. This one, this this woman, you know, it's the fucking creepiest thing. That Dad, act- I love you. 
the fucking actor is like what she was like 17 18 and she's doing like this 12 year old voice it's the creepiest she's fucking older thing. i think she's mid-20s i think she's an adult god damn but it yeah. she has like that baby face that makes her Stop, look yeah, younger yeah. man well, i guess it worked for the role then like yeah. she had like those big old ladies Dahmer glasses on and the wig Oh God, Jesus! You do that so. Don't fuck with me on that one, man. But like, I'm so excited to torture everybody. I only know you and two other people are the only one I know that watched that show. Yeah. My friend Marley was bugging me to see that. And, no, like you, and, and I you, knew the you story, pretty much. So I saw it was it. you and a friend of mine in my uh, my one of my final classes in the semester was really nudging me to see it and I finally I was like fuck it I have a weekend not really doing much so I'll fucking do it I binged you, you I binged the whole thing in a weekend I had seen I had read the story about it like BuzzFeed put out this huge article about it a few years ago and it's a nutso fucking story and then HBO made a really good documentary on it and then came the TV show so that's the order I saw it in and you went backwards I'm like no the documentary because then you get to watch like Yep. How it plays out because you already know. The I'm game. actually kind of the reverse. I like to see adaptations and I like to see how reality actually played out. So I actually prefer this. I'm going to watch the documentary soon. Really I'll check it out. <laughs> but yeah, no, you, I, I made the mistake of binging that shit in like two days and you're like, you've watched it in two days? Are you, <laughs> so you actually fun. asked me, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. This was too much at once because it's not like the most disturbing thing I've ever seen at once. But like, it, if, when you just sit through it, it's also thing a little more thing. disturbing because it, it all happened. happened. Like to me, what the show what the show indicates is true was actually true. Like it gets yes. the it gets the core beats of the story out. The real version yeah. obviously has more nuances, smaller interactions, little things here and there that like actually. Although make I it would real, be really like, curious if she did fuck that dude in a movie theater bathroom. Like, I doubt I that. I really part. want to know if that was true. <laughs> well, did the lights turn purple in real life like they did on the show? Oh yeah, I don't know. That but was I, so I, fucking weird. I should look that up. I bet we can look that up because I'm sure she's already. No, they gotta get that from somewhere. We so were we know. were FaceTiming about it and we were talking about the bit where like her creepy ass boyfriend's on trial. And they say, this is not your first time being in a court. You were once taken to court for masturbating oh in, a, in a McDonald's also, for eight hours. Hold on, because I have a few problems with that. I think the dude's innocent. And here's why. First of all, nobody can masturbate for nine hours, especially men. The way science works, like, your dicks just don't do that for nine hours. So... I don't believe it was nine hours. And two, I love that the McDonald's employees are like, he's been there for two hours. Eh, it's all right. Three hours, let him go. Four hours, it's still fine. Like, they waited nine hours. To well, let's be honest. Like, you're, you're a McDonald's employee. You essentially operate under, like, this logic of, <clears throat> I am here for a certain amount of time. I am paid to do a certain amount of things. So did he just jerk off during a shift change, and that's how he lucked out for nine hours? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Well, it's, hey, you do what you gotta do when you're on a mission, you know? I say, free Nick go to John. He's <laughs> <laughs> innocent of at least... One crime. Shirking off for no. McDonald's. But the killing the old lady thing in her sleep thing, that, that should happen. did that. that. That should happen. But rather recently, you and me went to a late night show of uh, a weird ass movie we just saw <laughs> called Mid... Midsommar. Midsommar. <laughs> so, did you... Did you know what this was before I, like, talked you into going? Um, as much as the trailer showed me. Okay. And you, before I showed, before we went off on our excursion to see this one, you, you were not <laughs> impressed with his previous movie? Hereditary. I, I didn't, I hated the ending of Hereditary. I was just so annoyed. It was beautiful. Like, it still created the same, uh, type of uncomfortableness and... 
you know, like you're, you're just, uh, oh my God, what's going to happen? He still created that same thing with Hereditary. And I appreciated that. It looked great. You know, Tony Collette's amazing. It's all fine. I just really hated the ending. <laughs> I just hated it. I don't know why. Just that, the, that type of horror where it's, if it has to do with the devil, I just like immediately, I don't care. Really? You know, for some reason, if it's like religious based, it's easy. I just can't. I was like, I know, I just don't. You're in a cult with the devil. For some reason, I just don't care. And I don't so, know why. For yeah. me, it's, it's way scarier when the threats are more realistic. You're, are you against just the supernatural in general or just. I would have to think. I'm sure there's one I've seen that's supernatural that I loved. The one I saw two days ago is kind of supernatural, and I oh, loved we'll it. We'll talk about that but, in a minute. I, yeah, no, I feel like there's some out there that's that has to do with the supernatural that I'm fine with. But you prefer um, at least grayer... like, like like quote unquote magic, like Chucky. I think would be in that category, right? Because it's f- voodoo. Fuck it, yeah. So it, it, I guess that's fine. I don't know why. Just when I hear religious, um, just religious uh, symbols or anything, I don't know. I just start to get turned off. I, I don't know. It just bores me. I, that's that's fair and understandable. The other thing I think very much um, worked about Hereditary that is present in Midsummer mm-hmm. was his direction is impeccable. And I remember there were several points. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing I will say, there are moments in Midsummer as well in Hereditary that were like unintentionally the most hysterical things I had ever seen. Oh yeah, there were moments in this move in Midsummer that were making me laugh harder than anything in a recent comedy oh yeah like the bandersnatch guy like like he wants to fuck that swedish girl and the way that the 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 most perfect way that he can describe his attraction for a woman oh god i want to give her a bath who says that (laughs) (laughs) oh i want to give her a bath i've never heard that i want to give her a bath i've never heard that and yet i will never use another phrase again for me to show my attraction for a person does does that work for a guy though does that work if a woman is oh i give seth McFarlane a bath, absolutely. Oh, I want to give him a bath, of course. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's that's that. What this that, that dude did have a bit. There was a bit that I think was supposed to be actually hilarious, where the where the fuck Will Poulter that he has a name, goddammit, it, he's not just a <laughs> better guy. His name's Will Poulter, goddammit, it, he has a name. The guy who looks like Sid from Toy Story, but yes, in real life. But in real life, but surprisingly hotter, weirdly enough. <laughs> What? He's cute. Cool guy. But, uh, yeah, he was actually originally, he was originally going to play Pennywise in the new It movies. Interesting. You could see it, right? Interesting. I feel, isn't he a little too young? Well, like, Bill Skarsgård's not that old of a guy, and okay. they, Pennywise looks drastically older than he is. But I, that kid looks like he's 16. He looks like, like he could be he, one of the kids yeah, being like, taunted by, yeah. I don't feel good with that. But yeah, with Midsummer, we kind of went into this thinking it was going to be something different than it actually was. And I, this was the first time, I gave, like, for 30 seconds after that movie ended, we just kind of looked at each other like... Like, so she lives there now. She, she lives there. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, but, really. Like, we get to the ending of this movie, there's another bit that's so fucking unintentionally hilarious. No, this, I don't know what this shit was supposed to be. Oh, the clap. My my favorite was Talk, when... Yes. Uh, asshole boyfriend was super high on mushrooms, so he asked the guy, so, oh, on the verge of tears, what's happening? And the man, old man just claps in his face. He's like, why would you do that? Why would you? It's so funny. It's so funny. Also, why would he do that? There's this running subplot in the movie about how one of the cult members feeds him her pussy blood and her 
her, menstru- her menstrual blood and her, her pubic hairs. hairs. Yeah. See if he'll fall in love with him, as this is spelled out for us in a drawing. I mean, look. <laughs> don't. Sir, don't, look. I've no. had a, I've had have had a bad run of it in the dating <laughs> pool. I mean, look, ladies, we're not trying everything. <laughs> There's other methods out there. If your man won't talk to you, he doesn't communicate well, just wait until it's the fourth of the month and then grab his drink. I don't know what to tell you. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but there's this, it all leads up to them having this artsy sex scene shot by a crane that's... How did it hold the camera with its feathers? <laughs> yeah. No. By, by like, an, like a lifting crane. <laughs> Like, no, she. What happens is, and, and boo. <laughs> they're having, they're doing it on the floor, and they're surrounded by like twelve saggy tit old ladies. They weren't all old. No, they were. Some of them were young. But yeah. Like, like Ari Aster is this weird thing about putting naked geezers in his movies. I mean, you have to celebrate all bodies, I, Benjamin. Body cult, confidence cult. It it stretches across any age. Fair enough, I suppose. It's a natural but woman's body. Do you not appreciate not, it? I appreciate the woman, the female body in most forms, but <laughs> I don't. Appre- I think not on your movie screen. That that not line. Not on my movie tall. screen. I fucking don't. <laughs> uh, standards. Jesus. Oh my so God. ageist. So ageist. I know. Men's and ages. But you would that... absolutely, by the way, if the opportunity presented itself, if you met some older woman at a bar, you know, I was one of those ladies at Midsommar. Like, you would fuck her for clout. And don't lie to me that you wouldn't. Who, you the, would... fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck is that going to impress? I, everybody. First of all, that would require... I slept with one of the ladies in Midsommar. First that of all, someone, someone's going to need to know what the fuck Midsommar is. Second of all, they're going to they need to... They do! It's a huge film. Like, it's a not... huge film, but it's a very... Okay, here's the thing. It's a huge film, but it's a niche film. Man, like, for the people that you care about, they would be impressed. Okay, if I like some. You go like, to horror cons and shit okay, like that. Like, I, I fucked the old like, one of the, the old, old ladies from Midsummer. Like, oh so that, shit, dude! Tell me about bit, it. The other bit that made me piss myself. Did you that. did you guys moan together like in film? You didn't have so movie, many that questions. Was just, that was fucking dope, dope. But the other thing that fucking drove me crazy was when the boyfriend at the end of the movie she has a choice between she's been named like the queen of the harvest or some such queen of the uh, oh, I feel like the word may was in there the or may, may, queen. may queen it was may queen may yes. queen oh you got it and they okay. make her may queen and she they put her in a fucking just macy's day thanksgiving yeah, day she's parade about, it's a blanket of flowers of just a like a whole thing of flowers and she's walking around like an oxen made of flowers she and, like, Florence Pugh, lovely girl, but she makes the weirdest fucking faces. I mean, I, well, most people, when they're hysterically crying, don't have a close-up of it. I feel like all of her no, faces like, no, look like, at that the end, weird. Like, she has to make a choice between her boyfriend or the... Yeah, yeah. that's the one. She's making the face. Ooh, a weird frown. Some weird kind of frumpy face. <laughs> she has to choose between her boyfriend and one of the hand-picked people from the village. Oh, okay. To which one's going to be the final sacrifice for this festival. Yes. And, like, you see the, the boyfriend drugged in a wheelchair, in a wicker wheelchair. I mean, we all wheelchair. know. We all know it's going to be him. We all know it. That and was they, unspoiled. They got, there's this bear hanging out the whole movie. In a cage, <laughs> you're like, huh, there's that bear. The whole movie, they're like, huh, there's that bear again. <laughs> just a bear. No, they just talk about it nonchalantly. Like, there's this, this bear, we're like, what's with the bear? Eh, it's nothing. They just say that the whole movie. It's just like, there's that it's bear just... again. The end of the movie, bear is dead on a table. It's been gutted open. And they put the boyfriend in it, yeah. like a like a like a Walt Disney World costume. Like he just puts it on. Like... And the first thing you see is this tight shot of the boyfriend with his 
and his little face just sticking out of the bear hole. And he looks like oh he was so fucking doofy. And then, like, they burn him alive. Mm. And, like, the movie ends with the fucking, with Florence Pugh's character, like, finally looking so satisfied, like, I'm home. Yay. Kill, kill. Also, ladies. <laughs> oh, God. You got so much advice here. I think you get what we're saying. Your man doesn't want to go to that party with you. I mean, find a bear. And you're on your way to teaching him a lesson. It'll be a process. There will be legwork involved. <laughs> but at the end of it, I'll think you'll see that the labor a, was worth it. You need a giant triangle structure and a lot of gasoline. But. <laughs> but then you'll have a mate for life that will listen to you. <laughs> there you go. If that don't put the fear of God in him, nothing will. But, like, horror is something that we bond over. And, like, that was a fun outing. I found immense pleasure in that movie for better and for worse. I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable. Oh, was, yeah. And, I, uh, that, again, good, because that turned me from from hereditary. Now this guy's in my win column. Like, all right, now I will see the next thing you got. Yep. Like, I, I honestly, good. at this point, I kind of just want this dude to do just a straight-up comedy. I want to see what this dude will do with just a, a dark comedy. I don't know what you're talking about. Midsummer was hilarious. <laughs> it was. It was hilarious. Midsummer. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I don't know. Whoever, if you know any Swedish people, just give that to them. It wasn't even filmed in Sweden. It was filmed in Istanbul. What the fuck? <laughs> so it can't even... Lied to me! I know, right? Istanbul's but... beautiful. Like, that yeah, was so pretty. It was a pretty movie. Very colorful. <laughs> Scary colorful. But the... We bond over horror. We talk about the good stuff, the bad stuff, what, where, are, where are various thresholds. My threshold it. taps out somewhere around a human centipede two Serbian film. Yours doesn't. No. That, you, those, okay, here's what you need to understand those, about Stephanie Satili, ladies and gentlemen. Satili. Satili. No, that's still not right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sottle. Satili. Sottle. No, not Sottle. Okay. It's not so hard on all the letter on all the I got syllables. You. Your threshold ends at nothing. No. Because you, from <laughs> what I've been... Didn't you tell me that you frequented some forum or Oh, website? yeah, yeah, Okay, so here's probably where it's... Well, no. This is going to separate the boys, the men, and the girls from and, the women And here. Stephanie, who's a rogue category. Here's, no, here's where I know it started, is I saw a lot of shit as a kid that I should not have seen. Like, my favorite horror movie... Like, I had a favorite horror movie franchise at seven. For some reason, like, I love the Hellraiser movies. I should not have been watching them at seven and eight years old. Ooh. That should not have been happening. But I remember a very distinct memory where, like, that... I love those movies. And I always... Like, if I wanted to watch them or, or something, I remember thinking... But there's a swear in it. I can't say the name of the title of my favorite movie. <laughs> like, that should tell you something. You're too young to be watching this. No, like, I was... It's being... Blank Razor. Like, I was just... My, a, my I was dad just was showing me... Nerd. My dad was showing me the term, the first Terminator at, like, age nine. So that was... I don't know what was wrong with their parents. No. I don't understand. Hey, they were, they were um, good... Because they were good fucking movies. Like, I saw... And I saw Psycho at ten... That's not so bad. Right? No, but when you see it at 10, that is still the most effective because it still mm. freaks me out to shower if there's no one else in the house. It's like a I visceral... Will, I will lock the door. Again, you see it at a certain age because I see it as an adult. I'm like, all right, whatever. No, that kind but of But at 10 to, years old, that puts it in your brain. Tangent for a moment. That led me to some weird shit when I was a kid because I got into this really bad habit of locking the shower door because like, even though I had never seen Psycho at that age, I still knew what that scene was. Right, yeah. Because like, everyone knows it. 
and the thing that I was, I always locked the door, and my parents started getting pissed off at me. They were like, "Stop locking the fucking door when you're showering. God yeah. forbid, what if you fall? We need to get in or something. Yeah, or something yeah. happens, which is fair. The fair point. Yeah. Uh, if there's like, people in the house, it's fine. But the thing is, like, my my logic would be like, no, it's like, I, well, they tell me why do you lock the fucking door? Because like, um, because I'm afraid someone might 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 murder me. We're gonna get murdered. Then shut. The, that's when my parents bet shut the fuck up. They didn't say that, but that's what they intuited. We're going to get murdered. Um, but yeah, no, but that, that's kind of probably what explains it is like I started watching shit that I should not have. At a very young at age. At a very, very young age. So it just leaves you with this like internal sadness and you don't know where it comes from. And when, um, I don't know how long ago this was, like longer than eight years ago, nine, there was a website called Blood Shows. It's not up anymore, but you can like, you can Google it and they'll tell you, like you'll see you know, blogs or whatever about it, but it's not up. So this isn't but like, was, this wasn't like, this wasn't like deep web. This was like accessible through the mainstream internet. Sure, but no one ever heard of it. Okay. Like, this was not something that was frequented okay. by many people. Um, hence probably why now, like, it's defunct. But it was, it was a, it was just t- like thousands, like thousands and thousands of videos. Um, and they weren't organized in any particular way. I just remember like thousands of these things. And some of it was like shit porn, like just literal, just I was like, I'm going to skip those. But a lot of it was just horrific things like people in car accidents, like lying on the side of the road with their legs ripped off their torso or like a head missing. There were legit beheading videos on this website. Um, people jumping from buildings and then them filming them landing on the ground. Like that's the type of shit that was on here. Like the kind of shit they make fun of in like the unfriended movies, like all like the the creepy live leak clips and stuff like that. Like, this is the real shit. Yes. And a lot of it did not seem like they were, they were like from other countries. Like, there were a lot of foreign videos. Like someone with a bootleg of a bootleg of a bootleg. No, I just mean like this is from India or like literally from the... Like a street camp somewhere yes. from like yeah, yeah, from yeah. Istanbul or, or something. Or people filming it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like a motorcycle accident with someone's arm like half out of their socket. There's like, oh, there's intestines all over the road. Well, traffic's going to be a bitch. That's all these videos. That's Tuesday in, in our state. <laughs> but... I I would watch these and I'm like, well, this isn't like freaking me out because it almost looked fake. So it didn't, like it started to, I was like, all right, it's just interesting. Like I just found it interesting. So I would watch like a few every day and I did this for months just out of boredom. I'm like, there's so much here. I want to go explore it. Um, But after like, (laughs) after like six, seven months, like you... I was like, de- like inside, like inwardly depressed. Like there, there just seemed to be like a cloud over my head, and I figured out that that was why. Is like, cause you keep filling your head with these images, even if I don't look at them and scream or or or, or vomit. Like they, I could look at them, but they were like settling in the back of my brain, like creating this white noise of sadness, oh. and I had to stop. But it was still like I'm so conditioned. It was like, yeah, nothing really. Like, nothing really bothers me. Um, so I can put on something like, something that the, the mainstream public knows is terrible, like a cannibal holocaust uh-huh, or a Serbian yep, film right. or a human centipede Human ce- I, like, get so angry when people say that. I actually, it's one of the things I get, I get mad about. Because they see human centipede, they spent the first one, as such, like, oh, God, we'll never watch it. It's like... It, the like, first one's not even and that bad. On, Right, it's like something you don't, like the movie that will not be named to some people. And I remember watching it with a group of girls. Don't do that. And 
they were so, like, half of them were like, okay, cool, yeah, let's watch it. Let's, you know, we're being adventurous. And the other half didn't want to watch it. But then I got to pay attention to it. And legit, there's, like, 15 minutes, not even, of, like, actual gory stuff. The rest of it is just the director doing a good job and making you feel really creeped out and really... Like, like these people are in danger, like the, and the, the, the doc, the guy playing the doctor doing a really good job. That's all it was. Dieter Laser. But that's all it was is like, this is just, you know, theater of the mind. Like you just assume that all that, like it's so much worse than it really is. And on screen gore was not that bad. I get really mad. Like this human centipede too. Yeah. I'll give you that one. Oof. But, uh. (laughs) Fucking, fucking, uh, with a fetus, in, a fetus getting crushed under a gas, gas pedal. pedal yeah, I'll give you that one. Endurance test of sure. Why bad. not? <laughs> Tom, Tom Six. You know, here's the thing. Tom Six is a real baller ass filmmaker. First of all, the dude, the dude dresses to dresses to fucking dresses for the job he wants. Also, his name is Tom Six. <laughs> what did I say? No, that's his name. Tom isn't Six, it? which is fucking hysterical. That's his name. The dude Number has one. like an old southern goatee, like a mustache, <laughs> a hat, big glasses, a suit. Dude dresses to impress. And like, he, one of the most adorable things I've heard is in, in an interview, I think they were like interviewing him at like the, the South by Southwest <clears throat> uh, Film Festival or sure. some such, some like fan thing or mm. something. And they said, they talk about me because he's, he's uh, from the Netherlands, I believe. That's oh, his. Of course he is. I believe that's his. <laughs> I believe he's from some 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 from some accent. He was in a cult that Midsommar was about. It's probably something like that. <laughs> he's in that cult. And he um, he's from Europe, and he does this thing where he's so happy, like they talk about me on the South Park. <laughs> he was so happy about it. No, on, on his South Twitter Park. page, on his Twitter page, when he's not like retweeting uh, fan tattoos of the Human Centipede, he's sure. um. He's t- he, his, his Facebook banner is a tweet where somebody wrote, the director of Human Centipede deserves to get shot. Nice. That's his... <laughs> listen, like, I, I'm 50-50. I'm like, uh, I, I don't really like the second and third film. I think they're, they're a little too much for me, and I don't really like them. But the first one, I think, is a genuinely I well never done. saw the third one. I had it on my Netflix it's too for so long. It's a trip. And then they took it off Netflix. It's a trip. I recommend it once, but, like, never again. Oh, of course. Again. It's, but the first one I consider to be a decent... Z-grade but that's what I mean. It's like people turn. You turn away from that. Like you, uh, you're no, very Tom weak. Six baller fucking. Because even artist. like even with even with Serbian film, I still don't think the reason I know what that is is an ex of mine, and I just decided to find like a list of banned, <clears throat> quote unquote, banned movies in America and just go through them. They just and they included find a copy. and they included some of those. They included Cannibal Holocaust, The Antichrist, and a Serbian film, and that was rated number one. We're like well, let's fucking start there. Um, and sure, some of the subject matter, but I remember, like, it's gory, but, like, I can sit through this. Like, I, I just don't, I don't understand why, I don't understand people, why for some reason that is worse than, like, one of the Saw movies, which is way gory. Because honestly, like, I, having actually finally seen bits of it, because, like, I was in studio when they were ripping a copy of it for, right. for Skankfest right. recently over at Gas, and mm-hmm. Zach Amico, who has an excellent podcast you guys should listen to, Zach Amico's uh... Midnight Spook Show on the Gas Digital Network truck oh my goodness there yeah we had to he was doing a live showing of a serbian film at skank fest and i had finally seen bits of it like here and there sure and like it's filmed pretty much like a saw movie Mm -hmm. it is like the foreign equivalent to a saw movie the only difference is it just goes to places the average saw movie will not go sure like in the saw movie you're gonna see like a dude get like 
bifurcated by like a bike chain mm-hmm. or like a dude have to dig a key out of his eye socket or yeah. something. But like in a Serbian film, you're going to see stuff that makes you feel like, like you'll leave a Saw movie kind of disgusted, but you, you'll feel entertained afterwards. Like you'll feel, it's you'll still... watch a Serbian film and feel genuinely bad as a human afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> like you will be less of a person depending on how you come out of that movie. Me pers- I mean, some people have to be broken down in order to be rebuilt. And the other so. sense is, after I had seen, like, it, I've seen a bulk of it by this point, it, like, it won't leave me. It was a combination sit, of just... sit through it again. I'm not doing that shit, but... Yeah, no, at a certain point, I feel... I, I had this moment where I was like, I feel like I've come out of this strangely more powerful. Like, <laughs> right. Like, very... What did I just say? You gotta break somebody down and rebuild. That's why you have to see the worst shit. Because then nothing else in life will scare you. Yeah. Throw the worst... And I guess that's why I'm conditioned. Is like, no, throw the worst at me, but it's seven years old. And then Mama right. can take a lot more when she gets older. And so, so like, this all sort of... <laughs> this is all really a roundabout way of getting to the main meat of this conversation. So, fairly recently, you've developed an affinity for this little Z-grade... And I'm gonna buy a Serbian film right now, you're reminding me. Media... Oh, God. <laughs> Sick. She's doing this right now. Good I, for you. Yeah. I've, look, I kept forgetting. I'm going to get so many. I had it on my wish list for a long time. I kept well, you're getting forgetting. the Blu-ray. Um, oh, you are correct. I should probably do that. <laughs> you're getting the Blu-ray? Should I? Oh, my God. Well, how, how pristine do you want your... <laughs> How pristine do you want this film? I Honestly. know. Maybe it's better if it's grittier. Maybe. Yeah, there's no Blu-ray. Oh, well. It's still going to come to my home, okay. and then you can watch it with me. Because what? nobody else that I know will watch it with me. L- literally, that has been the burden of my existence with that particular film. And I said this to Zach. I was so excited you showed that, and I'm sad I couldn't attend. But for years, no one will watch this with me. Well, so I explain, but, like, Steph, I'll tell Steph, them about it. Steph, they'll, it's a Serbian film. I don't care. I will tell people about it. They'll look it up. They'll go, fuck no, you're on your own. And no one will watch it with me. Dude, oh my god. That it movie, makes that me movie's sad. like that movie's like a gold star <laughs> endurance test of a film from for me and many others but like yeah tell like offer a cash prize whoever can sit through you know what I want to do this is what I want to do <laughs> oh, no. I want to make that kind of stupid money someday where I can just like put aside like five thousand dollars and this is what I do with it I'd rent out a theater <laughs> you, you sick bitch it's ordered uh we, it's done you ordered that I want to rent out a theater I want to get a copy with serving phone and be like okay here's what we're gonna do I'm going to get, like... Who can stay the longest and win the money? Who can stay the longest and win the money? Easy money. Let's do it. No, but this. here's the thing. I know what you're thinking. What if the movie ends and there's, like, like ten people left in the theater? Yeah. Well, then I'd play mm. Human Centipede mm. 2. And then if, what, if, but what if there's, like, five people Also, left? but then you also have to get the Clockwork Orange thing and make sure that they keep their eyes open. Ooh. Okay. That, you can't, like, close or do That's this. a little invasive, isn't it? But you're in the contest to win money. What True. the fuck? Okay, fair enough. That or really... you just have cameras on them dude, and you're like, just, oh, I saw dude, you blank. You're pitch, out. We just pitched an amazing fucking reality show. I think this would be fantastic. Would be... I will. I'm, I have to take myself out because I will win every time. You'd win every time. However, there can also be secret cameras and if you see anyone do this or cover their eyes, like, nope, you're disqualified. Get out. Oh, that could be pretty... <laughs> I think we just pitched a yeah. banger fucking Let's idea. Do okay, first of all, copyright Ben copyright and Steph. Copyright Ben and Steph. Also, I thought, I always thought it'd be like, if you want to try this with me like every so often, where, what can we show her that will break her? <laughs> like, when, like, I want something when, when to finally poses, be like, I can't finish this. someone poses that challenge to me, like, I don't go for like the gore. I go for like legit psychological yeah. shit. Because honestly, it's enough to disgust somebody, but you can disgust someone like, someone can see roadkill on the road, mm-hmm. be disgusted by it, and feel better, like, 40 minutes later. 
Like, unless it's, like, something really big, like a cow or a moose or something. Like, that's legitimately terrible. But, right. like, no, but, like, I, I think it's a lot more, like, to create something to show somebody something that, like, stays with them mentally. No, of course. Like, that's the shit. It I'm gets gonna, into the like, I'm going to show somebody something like a Jacob's Ladder or something like, or, like, something like that that's going to, like, create thoughts and ideas that pop up later. Oh, yeah. But this is all a roundabout way of talking about this little app you've invested in recently. Oh, this is the so invested. Tell, I mean, not literally. tell everybody, uh, gather around, pull up a barrel, because Stephanie <laughs> Satili so is about to tell you the tale of Tubi and the various and to, quality cinema she's been discovering I have to pull thing. up... I, I have to pull up my cue. Also Your cue, of course. We need so good. Okay, here's the so thing. Give us the context. Is when, give yeah, the, the thing how I found this, it's an app, by the way, that's just like Netflix, except it's completely free. And they have TV shows and movies. There's tons of it on it. I'm not, and I also am not like an investor. Like, not like what you meant. Um, I just, uh, I was looking for the Albert Brooks film Mother. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's hilarious. It's, it's one of my favorite movies of his. And, like, the way we have on the Amazon Fire Stick, you could just search for it and see what platforms are, are, are streaming it. And I didn't want to pay for it. I'm like, I just kind of feel like watching it. And then it was on this weird app. I'm like, oh, well, I got to pay for it, right? Nope. You click right through. It started playing. And then, at 3 in the morning, I was looking through their entire library. And I did this for an hour and a half because I just kept finding pieces of gold. Like, that's all I kept doing. <laughs> It's one. Of, it's one of my most favorite things I've ever found. And rather, we could talk about any of the movies you talk on this thing. Any of them would make great fodder. But we'll talk about a couple. But the first one I talk about is the most recent one. You and I had actually seen bits of this movie before. Not the whole thing, but the bulk of it, and definitely the trailer, and definitely like the key money moments. You watched a little. Uh, underrated classic by the name of Thanks Killing. Oh God, I, my life is so. Tell forever. the tell the tell the people at home the plot, you will. Of, oh my God, of Thanks Killing. Um, is kill a turkey, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and what, what, that's what? all they needed. It's a killer turkey and these five these the. These five people where I sent a clip of this movie to someone. I'm saying, look at this amazing thing I'm watching. No, but somebody said to me, like, I don't know if it was you, but someone said, is that the cast of Salute Your Shorts? Because <laughs> that's what it looked like. There's a guy in there that straight up looks like Donald Trump it from like Salute, to Salute Your Shorts. It's filmed like to shoot, to shoot your oh shorts. Oh, my God. The, the, main, the, main, the opening shot of this movie is just a pair of tits. That's right. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no warning. It's just like close up on a nipple. And I go... Oh, oh, okay. All right, we're starting off strong here. <laughs> this is, You're the one that told me about this also, by the way. You're the one that told me about Thanksgiving. So okay. I found it on this this app because yeah. of course it Because has. the person who actually weirdly enough turned me on to it, you're not going to believe me about this. I did an interview for GAWP like a year or so ago, and I did it with Simon Gotch from the Vaudevillains. Interesting. And okay. we were, one of the things we talked about was trash horror cinema very briefly, and you mentioned... Okay. We off 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 microphone and on microphone. He talked. He waxed about the fantastic cinematic endeavor that is Thanksgiving. Okay, no, it's the thing is also what I appreciate it's is the, that it's my second favorite it's, zombie chicken movie. But <laughs> it's done bad on purpose. Like they went into this making a comedy. It's not like an actual. Somebody tried an earnest uh, try to make a, a horror movie, and it turned out terrible. Like mm -hmm. Camp Blood. This was six, meant to like be Camp Blood Six Six Six. They actually tried their best. 
Like, um, yeah, that... But this guy, this... And also the budget, I think, for this film, I looked it up, was like $3,500. Which for an independent film is not that... That's much. amazing! You'd have to think that at least, like, what, 5000 to 8000 maybe more of that went towards just the bird. Pro yeah, right. But that, Depending but, on if they made, like, one or more version of that bird, like, you'd assume, like... What? Oh, no, I read... I, you know what? How many, I, how many I, I read the I read the You did research! I read the trivia... <laughs> They just made that one bird. The one bird. And when they destroyed it, that was it. Like so, it wasn't like do... a Jaws thing where they had like multiple. Nope. The guy Jaws made one. And then when they destroyed it in the film, like he was like, "That's it. We have no cop. Like, that's it. We have no more birds. Like, oh, no more turkeys. No more turkeys. Um, just one shot and you're done. So I respect that. So, but that gives us hope. Like, if that was thirty five hundred and they did an awesome job with it, I was like, okay, we can do this. Everybody <laughs> loved. Everybody loves to see a um. A group of people come together and put on something very special. There's there's my favorite line. I sent this to a friend of mine where it's just some girl. There's two women and uh, uh, three men uh, in this uh, cast of characters. And one of them is like, I guess, they're trying to show her is like she'll sleep with anyone. Like she's very flirtatious. So the other girl says to her, like, it's harder to keep her legs closed than the John Benet Ramsey case. Oh. And I'm like, bitch, what? What? And my favorite thing is she says it to her friends and they laugh. She says it again later Jean in the movie. What, fucking John Benet Ramsey. When the she, fuck did this movie come out? I 2009, I think. So this was long. Me, no, no, no. Past. I might be wrong. I might be even later. But so this was she, long past that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. But I love that she says it a second time in the film. And the character's like, damn, that was a good one. I'm like, son, we've been here before. Like, she said this already. And they're just reacting as if it's the first time they're hearing it. There's so many parts that were, like, amazing to me. So clearly nobody nobody was doing, like, uh, script uh, consistency continuity checks on I, A lot of this, I swear, uh, a lot of this clearly was, like, people improvising and going off things. And that's fine, too. That's well, somebody probably pitched this movie as a joke. I, th I guess again I forgot. About but it again, like this was Thanks Killing, while a cheesy movie, no doubt about it, is also not the tip of the iceberg in terms of the stuff you found because you found stuff that makes Thanks Killing look like five star cinema. Tell me about. Oh, it's my favorite. Tell me about Camp Blood Six Six Six. Oh my god! If I'm getting so that right. No, yeah, it's Camp Blood. Apparently, by the way, there's a series of those. It's not just Camp Blood 666. So wait a minute, is Camp Blood 666 the sixth movie? Is there just a Camp Blood 135? No! Well, that's the I, first no! One. They just name them random things, and they keep going back to this camp, apparently. It's about this cult or something. Um, but it's clearly shot on an iPhone 4. Not an that's, iPhone, an iPhone no, 4. No, a 4. It's, 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 um... There's no lighting. It's shot on, like, one soundstage. <laughs> there's, there's no soundstage. No, like, there's... You said like this one character was sleeping in a room. They had a, like a, a, blue a big wall. blue screen. It looked like they were sleeping in a TV studio. Like a TV studio is what I meant to say. Like, like a big blue screen behind them. Like I'm saying like they feel in like a non-authentic environment. Like you you know how like, um, you know how for the Emmys, the categories that are not really paid attention to very much, the technical ones like the sound editing mm -hmm. and the sound mixing and... And all that stuff, all these technical awards, and yep. people work really hard to make sure that that... That's why they get Emmys for it. The sound design. All of these people, uh -huh. they could live a thousand lifetimes and would never be nominated. <laughs> like, this could be no, re-edited 40 the, times the over. Thing you, the still. thing that stood out to me before, because I've seen shitty movies that at least sound like they're recorded <clears> on, like, like, on DSLRs and, like, shotgun mics <laughs> or better. Right. Like, legitimate, good brands. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Would you say that the microphone we're using for this podcast right now is better than the sound? I would say, you know when you're a kid and they do that thing where you put tie a string to two cans and you talk to each other? <laughs> yes. That's what they use. Oh, God. That's, I'm sure, what was used. What was this one line? You sent me a clip of this one line that you died laughing in the video. Oh, there were a few. But I think one of them is like, again, some girl, her dad calls her, your brother's in a cult, you gotta go get him, because that's how that should happen. Um, and she go tells her boyfriend, and he she says where it is. He's like, Camp Blood 666. Well, I guess you can't pick a more perfect place to have your lair. The way he said it was just, like, I don't know. I can't explain, like, much of what happened. It was similar to when I was watching The Room. Oh, and just well, half like, the time, well, I was like, you, I'm so mad. When you describe what's awesome about The Room, very rarely does anybody actually describe the plot of The Room. You'll notice it's a weird thing. Whenever you sell, so you have to sell someone to the room. You do what? What the fuck's describing what the do plot? You say? It's yeah. just like oh, it's about a guy. Because when you describe the plot of the room, it sounds fairly innocuous. It's like oh, there's this guy Johnny. He's in love with this girl, his girlfriend. But his girlfriend's in love with his best friend. It's a love triangle movie. Sure. Because that's yeah. what he was shooting for. And then there's a wedding. where the, Or not a wedding. Not they're, a wedding. they're just in tuxedos, tuxedos for some reason. Wait, why are they football. in tuxedos? Because they're just playing football. Why are they playing football? Because they're on their way to a wedding in their suits. And then like, yeah, that was fucking bizarre. No, I was like, so mad watching that. Like I got legit mad because I'm like, the, I don't understand. Like so much so that I was getting angry. <laughs> At Camp Blood 666. There was a part, honestly, in Thanks Killing where I also, like, got angry. I went through, like, a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> like, at some point, I, like, got up and walked away, and there was no one else in the room. It was just me. I had to just, like, I gotta get up. This is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, the first lines out of the turkey's mouth, I was like, ah, fuck, shit. And I'm like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, and then, like, half the time, I'm on the floor laughing again. There's no one here. Like, it was just me. And at some point... This turkey goes to some sheriff's house. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm sorry that you can't sit and enjoy ex excitement of things killing, but I'm spoiling it for you. So the turkey, his name is Turkey, goes to the sheriff's house with like an attempt to kill him. But at first, for some reason, like he puts on a disguise of like those like Groucho Marx glasses and the mustache. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff's just like, yeah, hi, neighbor, come on in. I go, this is a turkey! Like, just did not, and, and they had an actual, like, they sat down at a fucking dining table. This scene went on for four minutes, I swear, I'm pretty sure. And they're just sitting there talking, and I'm like, why is he still not acknowledging this is a turkey? Like, I started getting mad. <laughs> I was like, you're just talking to him like he's a person. I don't understand. Why aren't you killing him yet? Like, I was like, let's go, let's go. It's the only time I got legit angry. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Like, I was just so confused. Like, when I got really confused about, about like, the logistics of... What is happening? Just of, kill him. Of thanks killing. Because funny enough, when I heard of thanks killing first, it wasn't even the movie. I had heard of the... There's a fake trailer in the movie Grindhouse. <laughs> Right. No, there's a movie. It was directed by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. They directed two separate movies. They put them together oh, in like nice. a three-hour grindhouse yeah, tribute. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. It was Planet Terror and Death Proof. And before, right. during the film, you get these little interstitials of these fake trailers actually directed by horror movie directors. And there's this one trailer uh, called Thanks... Uh, th it's just called Thanksgiving. Right. And it's a slasher Thanksgiving horror film, and it was directed by Eli Roth. Okay. 
I'll have to show you this afterwards because this is fucking fantastic. And that, I, that's what this was. It was a, it was a Thanksgiving uh, horror film. They they were also asking like, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? They were going around there the weren't, car. There weren't a, there aren't a lot of Thanksgiving related horror films. The only other chicken horror movie I can think of is Poultry Geist. Oh, I've heard of this. Okay, you've never seen it? Oh, I've heard of this, though. Okay. This sounds real familiar. Poultry Geist is a trauma movie. You know trauma, right? That's, yeah, okay, I've absolutely... It's Poultry Geist is a musical horror movie about a evil KFC McDonald's stand-in where the chicken is contaminated by ghosts of Native American spirits. And <laughs> right. Because the, the restaurant was built on Indian burial ground. Of course it is. And the chicken eggs, which are just contaminated anyway, so like the, the Native American thing and the cannibal thing are kind of unrelated to each yeah. other. Poster's amazing. And, uh, no, yeah, the, the restaurant gets overrun by zombie chickens. It's a musical. There's this one bit where a pair of chickens, like, pops out of a person's tit eggs. <laughs> and there's a scene where a dude shits they himself. They pop out of a person's tit eggs. Yes. And there's this... I think you found your title. Yep. And there's this person and then there's this person who like shits himself out of his own body. He shit he shits himself out of his own Got it. body. It's, I love God I love trauma. I love trauma so fucking much. I've I've met I've had the lucky just, just the descriptions. I've met I've can. met Lloyd Kaufman actually more than once. And I met him when I was a child. I wanna talk about doing shit to where like, I was yeah, going to horror really. movie conventions before like thirteen and that like radically changed my trajectory. <laughs> Because like I saw I saw Tromeo and Juliet at age eleven. Nice. Should not have. No. Should, should not have seen uh, Tromeo and Juliet fuck in a clear box when I was eleven. Yeah. Was very confused. Very confused. <laughs> yeah, that was. But yeah, that it, that it's poultry guys. That's a fucking quality ass cinematic. I know I've right heard there. of this before. And Watch that. It's fucking great. Hey, I'm going to two because I bet they have it. <laughs> I it's on the Amazon for free. Oh, even better. <laughs> Tromas of all, mostly all of their catalog is for free on them. They're really big on like making their movies kind of free to watch. I actually think it's even free on YouTube, actually. That would be that would be. So one of these Troma just makes their shit really accessibly easy to watch, honestly. So I have to show you. So one of this is just a collection of the greatest words ever. So one of the other films I found was called Sharkansas Women's Prison Massacre. Yes. Sharkansas. A combination of Shark and Kansas Women's Prison Massacre. Tell me if this is not the greatest sentence in the world. All right, lay it on me. A fracking accident. Okay. Rips apart the Earth's crust. As like you do. Releasing prehistoric sharks from underground that target a group of women in a cabin. (laughs) Can you repeat the title one more time? Shark Kansas Women's Prison Massacre. Wait, there's, but there's no mention of where's the prison. I don't know. I think the I didn't like blank out on that. Know. Right? There's no prison mentioned. There's not at all in that description. Oh my god! I don't know if they're. Is... I don't know if they're like on some kind of house arrest. I don't know. We we have to watch to find out. So we were talking about like how nothing really gets to you, and we're talking about all these trash movies of like varying degrees of quality. But I want to like flip the script, talk like real world for a second. What oh. is what? This is going to be a test. What yes. we know nothing really gets to you, but like right. what what is one moment from real life that bordered on horror movie for you that was like legitimately one of the most terrifying things you've gone through? There's a few things. Um, my mom got hit by a car when I was eight years old. Ooh. 
Um, she was alive, like she just hurt her leg. Um, but it's still horrifying. And also, what was even more horrifying is I realized it was when I was eight years old. So we're crossing the street, and what I like to do, because I was a stupid child, was we would always walk the crosswalk because I like pressing the buttons. That is how stupid I was. So whenever I did that, I liked running ahead of her, like, to the other side. That's how I knew we were also, like, at the crosswalk because that was some kind of dispute. But I'm like, no, no, I like pressing the button. We always cross at the crosswalk. And then I just, like, run ahead of her to the other side. Like, race ahead. So then I hear, like, a car screeching. I turn around. She's on the ground. Because as I said, in Florida... Um, a huge population of older people. <laughs> That's where the elderly go to flourish and hit people with cars. Um, the person who hit my mom was born when the Titanic set sail. Legit. Because, like, there were court documents and stuff, and I remember, like, taking a look at that. I was eight. But, like, I was just, you know, looking around at stuff, and I just remember, like, seeing that birthday. <laughs> I go, That's when the Titanic set sail. So this woman couldn't avoid the... Much like the ship couldn't avoid the iceberg, <laughs> this car couldn't avoid... It keeps haunting her. Your mother. Um, and there was a lawsuit, and she died before it got to trial. <laughs> so this woman should not have been behind the wheel of a car. Um, but that freaked me out because what I realized when I was like 21... I don't know why, I just realized it later. If I didn't run ahead, I would have gotten hit by the car because that's the side that it came in on. <laughs> so oh. I was like this close. Because you're like, you're like on that, because you're like, it's one of those things that doesn't like occur to you until like years later. Yeah, it's just something I didn't think about. I'm like, oh, I could have gotten hit by that car. I was so close to getting hit by that fucking car. Um, The other thing, which wasn't a real threat, but it felt like it was, um, was as an adult, my last semester in college, I, instead of staying in the dorms, it was cheaper to rent an apartment with a bunch of people. So like you rent out a bedroom and you guys have like the kitchen and you know, it's a house. Um, So... The because you rent every room, you can lock the door like you have your own key. It's like your own little mini apartment. Um, and also, since most things that scare me are realistic things like murderers and rapists, like um, I'm always like my worst fear is like someone breaking into the house, obviously, whatever. So at late at night at two in the morning, I got a phone call from a number that I didn't recognize. Um, and, they, and I kept saying hello and they didn't say anything. I hung up. The only reason I say that is because that's always just a creepy thing to happen in the middle of the night. Like, I don't like that. Um, and then, about ten minutes later, I keep hearing noises outside of my door. Like, outside of my bedroom door. And it's late at night. It's 2.30 in the morning. 3 o'clock. I keep hearing noises, and it legit starts to sound like someone is trying to open my fucking bedroom door. And it was the closest to having, like, a heart attack. Like, I don't, like, I remember my chest, like, burning. I was so, so freaked out. And I was on the phone with my boyfriend at the time at 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, there's someone in my house. I'm so convinced. I was convinced there was someone in my house. I kept hearing things. I kept, I could have sworn I was hearing someone try my door. And he, I remember him like, he was obviously concerned that I was so scared. But he clearly knew nothing's going over there. All right, if you're scared, just call 911. Like he could not give a fuck at the time it sounded like either that or he was so sleep deprived i don't remember but like i just remember him not kind of getting this is a threat how are you not scared with me um so i hung up and i legit called 911 i said i think there's someone breaking into my house um and they showed up and here's how you can tell when the cops are serious like they don't they showed up but their lights weren't they didn't turn the lights on like they didn't turn their the red and blue lights like, they just showed up, like, stealthily and just, like, came to the front door because I saw them out the window. 
Um, you know, but then obviously they, they knocked on the door. I ran out. They checked. So like there the was shot, nothing there. There were shadows on the window like the burglars in Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> obviously there was nothing there. It was like the wind or, you know, it was something stupid. But the how I felt, I was like, no, this is actually happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. Because, again, like, how you feel, you can't fake that, regardless if it's not a real threat or not. Um, but that that ranks up there only because of how I was so convinced that someone was, like, breaking into my room <laughs> and i remember one of the roommates that lived in like the downstairs bedroom the cops came in obviously checked the whole house they woke her up whatever she came to me the next day like complaining that she was woken up i go bitch i thought someone was breaking into our house i don't need this bullshit from you <laughs> calm down oh. what if it was somebody i'll just send them to the basement for you oh my like, god I was scared. <laughs> so those are your like legit mm-hmm. horror movie moments in real life. Yeah. Legit. So you're saying like realistic threats, the things that get to you. Oh like, yeah. Like real, the real shit. So do you do well with slasher movies or do yeah. you? Okay. Because again, like they're movies like that's, it's, it's, those are, it's pretty, it's pretty rare. Uh, that's also why I like them. Cause again, to me, they're realistic. Um, you know, we just said like there's certain, um, I'm sure there's certain movies that aren't, that obviously are not based, where the horror is not based in realism. And they're great. They're totally fine. Um, but I always prefer that. I always prefer all, also, like like we said, something that fucks with your brain, like stick, stays in there, um, like psychologically like gets into is, your there's inner... A, there's a moment in, not a, movie, not a movie, but a TV show, there's a moment in the second season of Black Mirror that always mm-hmm. freaking gets to me. Black Mirror... Ever so occasionally gets kind of violent, but never like hardcore violent. True. There, yeah. there are moments where it gets a little rough, but like it's the end more... of the fourth the Black Museum. Black Museum is pretty violent. Well, that's not even gory. Like Black Museum, that idea. Those are some ideas. Really, there are no uh, horror media that kind of leave more troubling thoughts in my head than Black. It's Mirror. Black Mirror. That but... that's honestly you you asked me before. That's actually something that affects me as an adult. There you Be- go. And again, it has nothing to do with gore. It's. It's, they get into, like, your, your soul. Like, they There's... they look at themes that are universal and that get into, like, the, your heart. Like, they get in your heart They're, and get shit. Like, your privacy online. Sure. Like, your, like, mental stability. My, like... my favorite thing they ever did, which is why they're going to be number one for me forever, is in the Black Museum episode. And I don't think it's... I don't think this is very spoilers. Spoilers like, for season I guess. four I don't think it Black, is. Spoilers for all of Black Mirror, I guess. I, I guess, but um, th- uh, uh, there's that character where the doctor just has this like need to like rip off layers of his skin. And it's not necessarily like it's super gross. Like obviously I've seen gorier and I've seen worse. But I remember the way that they built that up and the way that they created that guy and, and showed his mental breakdown and then having the need to like rip out pieces of his own body. Um, I remember watching that section of that episode because it's an hour and a half and like in complete horror. Mm-hmm. Like I remember my eyes were wide I, as shit. I was very and uncomfortable I, during that one. And like obviously I've seen sad movies that have made me cry. Like sad, dramatic things. Sure, that can make me cry. This was the first time ever, nothing has ever did this, where I stared in horror and I had tears streaming down my face. I was like watching in pure horror. I wasn't sad. I was actually legit horrified. And it's not like a scared thing. It's not like I was like, oh my god, they're coming to get it me scared. It was just horrified. Prolonged suffering is something that really creeps me out, which is right. why that there's this one moment, it's in the Christmas episode, the mm-hmm. White Christmas episode, and this one character is trapped in this simulation, mm-hmm. and he is forced to listen 
to the same song on loop forever. Didn't they do something similar too, where like a person was trapped in like a stuffed animal? Yes, like yeah. that. They do that a lot of like prolonged yeah. mental stasis. Yeah, white bear. White white bear is torture. White bear <laughs> is a fucked up. You want to talk about like that was funny enough. That was one of the episodes that took me the longest to get around to because oh everybody told me this is the episode. Oh yeah, so I made a friend of mine go through. They're always I go through when the I, when series. I always recommend I Black white... Mirror to everybody. I always I often, I honestly don't ever recommend like anybody ever watch it all the way through, even though they should. I always kind of recommend key episodes I like because you can pretty much just pick any out and watch them in any order. Oh, I tell them to watch all the way through. But I'm a completionist. I, I have I gotcha. to. I got you. But like the White Bear episode fucked with me mentally because yeah. that was like... My was... friend tapped out at White Bear. She got through everything else. I'm like, oh, you're on White Bear. Yes. And uh, she tapped out. Enjoy the rides. She <laughs> tapped out. I, I would too, man. That's a rough one. But talk <laughs> about one that make you feel uncomfortable. Jesus yeah. Christ. But yeah, the one where the guy's forced to listen to the same song on loop. The one where the kid's computer is hacked, that one was... Oh, that's the worst one in me for some reason. Ugh. Only because there's like, in in certain, in, in a lot of their episodes, it's more like the person made the wrong choice. Yep. You can always make better choices. Yep. In that one, there was no way out. Like, Ooh. I remember that one, that kid was just fucked from the start. There was no way out of that situation, and that's what made that one, was um, Shut Up and Dance was yes. the name of it. That one, I think, was one of the like one of the most effective, really. Like yeah. as a piece of one film, was the use, most effective. One of the best uses of a just of a depressing Radiohead song I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Wow. And I think that's why is like he has no choice. This was just doomed from the start. Like you're horrifying, horrifying stuff. The other one that really fucking got <laughs> <Horse>. to me. <laughs> Lord, the other one that kind of got to me in a big bad way was um God, what was this one? Well, the pig one's a classic. That and again, good. not as bad as people freaking like, say. say it as you, you don't, don't actually see it. No, that's when like when people were always selling the show to me. Like it's like douchebags are like who don't get the bigger nuances. Are like, dude, there's an episode of a show. This guy totally fucks a pig. Doesn't even you don't even see it. He doesn't. I know, and that's that's what sep that's what separates the children from the adults. I'm like he, you don't even see it. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. It again, theater of the mind. They're just fucking with you. They're making you see it in your head. Yeah. Like that's not their fault. That's how it works. But yeah, that's <laughs> that is genuinely Black Mirror is where I kind of go for, even though the new season is not that. Oh, I've only seen one episode. Uh, I'm not I feeling I've only it. seen the first one where the the two men fuck each other through the video, video game. game. Yeah. Uh, here's what I think the difference is. I figured this out. Every single one of their episodes, like we talked about, is like bigger themes. It's on a macro level. That was the first episode that was on a micro level. It wasn't about everything as a whole. It wasn't about society. It was about those two individuals. That was that's... So it's just a different approach. I don't think it's necessarily a bad story, but we're used to big overarching themes. This was they, so, my, this was so microscopic. Story, Black Mirror has these stories that focus on a few people, but kind of tell grander stories right. about more societal constructs. And this is the first time it like kind of didn't. It was more about these two individuals and then by connection, the guy's wife. So it was really about just this family Lee. in particular. I gotcha. So it was on a very micro, uh, yeah, it was on like a micro level, like what? a smaller. It's like we got to talk, we were talking TV just now, and like that's really where we're kind of going for good horror content lately. But what is, what is a moment in a movie, in a film, that honestly, despite your ability to not be phased, did stick with you? There has to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, besides the besides the Black Mirror one that I mentioned, where the doctors that stuck with me. 
that will always stick with me. Like that's hard. A lot of their episodes are hard to rewatch. I was like, no, they're so effective. Like I, I can't sit through it again. No, like the, some of them I watched <laughs> once. Most of them, really. Um, you know, oh, um, actually, <laughs> um, there's a few, and it's not that I can't watch it again. It's just that I, I always remember them. And there's two that come to mind where both of them are a little campy. Like, one is from Tales from the Crypt and one is from Creepshow. Okay. Um, so Creepshow, I remember, because I'm definitely afraid of insects. And I shouldn't oh, put, I shouldn't put that out there because they're... then you and Zach are just going to send me movies with insects in them. As long as I have, as long um, as I have shoes, there will be no goddamn bugs. <laughs> like, I'm just going to have people send me movies where, like, the insects are the feature, the focus now. Um, but in Creepshow, there's that, the story of the old man who's living in the very clean white apartment and he hates roaches. Um, and then they just end up like attacking him, obviously. Um, that is, because I saw that as a kid. And again, my fear started as like a, like a three-year-old child. I'm so scared of like bugs. Um, so that was one of the worst things ever. <laughs> it's like, that's how I'm scared to die. Like when I'm around a bug, I think that that's going to happen is that they're just going to crawl inside and then rip me apart from the inside out. <laughs> like, Whoa, that's going to happen. They just explode out of them so bad. But what, um, what, was, what was Tales from the Crypt? Tales from the Crypt. Again, shit I should not have been watching as a child. I started, my mom showed me this at like six years old. She loved Tales from the Crypt. She's like, you got to watch this. Um, my first episode that I remember was Joe Pesci. <laughs> the, the twin Joe, episode. The twin episode. Oh, God, that's such a, he is, he is in top form in that episode. So, because, Cause he's, well, he's, well, he's sleazy Pesci, which is best Pesci. Right. And these are, you should just put spoilers for everything, because I just want to talk about it. But the ending, where the twins find out he's, like, fucking with both of them. The plot of this and episode like, is basically, like, he's this, he's, like, a, he's a huckster, he's, like, a car salesman or something, right. or, like, a gambler, and he finds these two... Tw- identical twins that have their father's fortune. They live in this fucking, he was his architect. Mm-hmm. They live in this fucking Rubik's Cube of a house. <laughs> and he <laughs> pretends to have a twin brother. Yep. Which is just him with a shitty rat tail. <laughs> and they, he connives them into thinking that they're, he has a sibling. He marries both of them. And they, he switches places with his brother every six months to go to Africa. <laughs> But they eventually find out. They find out. And, and so the reason, and so how they decide to solve their problem is they cut him in half right ch- down the middle. middle. So you see one twin lying on a, on a, I think it was a twin bed, and you see the front half of him, mm-hmm. like his other side just sideways. And then I remember the camera slowly pans around and you just see the whole second half, his little anterior just bloody insides like, and then they pan like to the other shot. one and you see the other half i'm like that was br- i'll never that, forget that's that. a great that is a <laughs> great episode of that show here's the thing a bulk of i'm saying a bulk of tales from the crypt episodes mm-hmm. if you go back and binge them which i did once they're not very good sure like a, but the ones that are really good like that one are great. There's this really great one. I mean, they were made for TV. They so weren't they, made for they TV. They did have. It was HBO. They had limit, So they. Oh, so could, I was gonna say. So shit. they had limitations, but I guess they didn't. Well, I had them on DVD, so I could like just watch yeah. them uncensored, which is the way they should be watched. But you know, there was this one where Don Rickles of all people plays a ventriloquist, and like he, he, there's this guy figuring out what's your secret? What's your secret? How are you such a good ventriloquist? He goes crazy. I want to know how. He takes the puppet off of his hand. He doesn't. Ha- He's like, he has a twin brother on his hand. Okay. And he dresses the brother up like a puppet, and that's the bit. 
That's what I'm saying. That shit was just campy. Yeah. Like, I... But here's the thing. Just because something is campy doesn't mean can't fucking... Oh, no, of course. That episode actually is a really creepy fucking ending. It really does. Like, it comes the fuck out of nowhere, but it's great. <laughs> like, do you want me to tell you, or do you want me to... Do I'm going to re... I'm gonna okay. probably not going to remember the episode. it. It's called the, it's called the Ventriloquist, or the Ventriloquist. If it's Don Danny. Rickles, I will watch it, it's, it's fucking he's, Don he's Rickles. A, much as, like, Pesci, he's in top form in that episode. Top Don Rickles. As well. But that's... <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, horror on television though has been. See, I had someone convince me like it's not like I was avoiding it. I just never watched it. But last year, or maybe sooner than that, I finally went through all of American Horror Story. Mm. So I finally watched all of it. I'm like, I'm so happy this is in my life now. Like again, it's not. Is it the scariest thing? No, no. but all of it is just. It's just a solid show. I it's need just, to. Everything is well done I to me. I need to catch up on it because, like, I've seen all of season one and two. Kind of gave up on three. It wasn't really doing much for me. The what witch, was three? Coven. Uh, Coven. Uh, right. Coven didn't do much for me. I watched a bulk of Freak Show and Freak Show. I was into, mm-hmm. but it didn't really. I didn't. I was kind of. My family like just got rid of cable. Around that time. Okay. So like, I wasn't able to finish it. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix yeah. now. So like, but at the time it wasn't. That's how I sat through all of them, and I had and my friend tell me to go out of order. I, I go, no, I'm not. I kind doing of that. gave, I gave the um, election one a shot, but oh, that cult, cult, uh, it didn't really work for me. I didn't, I didn't see the hotel one. So. The hotel one was again. There's, there's, there's certain seasons where parts of it are like. Not as strong as they could be. Yeah. But overall, I think it's pretty solid. Overall, um, like, artistically, it's a really good show. I think it's some of Jessica like, Lange's best work. Like, Asylum, Asylum and Asylum. Roanoke are my favorites. I love Asylum. Asylum. Asylum I know a lot favorites. of people didn't like that season. I really do. How? I, some people don't <laughs> like it. Well, the stuff with the aliens was fucking stupid. I'll no, say see that. what I mean? Yeah, I don't... Uh, the the sum of its parts is greater than the whole. This is... Right, one, exactly. This is subplot in the second season of American Horror Story where this one character who already has enough going going on he's like being accused of murdering his wife mm-hmm. people think he's the bloody face killer and yep. he's played by a god's gift to man evan peters evan peters yes sir. oh my god get, yes, bring me off a piece of that boy right there and he's single now and he's single oh you, don't, you don't say very good very excellent i saw your instagram purged of emma roberts <laughs> oh yeah you can you, oh yes sir but yeah he um he gets accused of that but there's this subplot where the reason his wife is gone is that they got abducted like by some aliens. alien force that and they never explained. And there's this Nazi scientist at the, at the asylum. The, right, yep. He's played by, who the fuck was playing? It wasn't Max von Sydow, but it was like some other creepy yeah. character actor. See that, like, they, uh, that I appreciated. Yeah, we didn't need the aliens. Like, like. it could have been something else. And they do this weird subplot where the scientist is trying to like induce death on Evan Peters so he can find the aliens. It's when he's in great distress that they discover that the aliens come back to help and him the, or whatever. At, at the end so of, we're trying to put him in great distress. At the distress. end of the season, he fucking, he's an old man and the aliens fucking come back for him and that's it. He's gone. It's so weird. It's but, so, a, a, a fucking dumb plot and otherwise really good season. But see how that says about the rest of it is because I completely didn't even pay attention to that. I was like, the rest of it was, I, Actually, I really uh, the second season of American Horror Story actually does have two of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in, in anything. <laughs> I'll tell you mine. The first one is where uh, Sarah, uh, Laura Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. She's in Zachary Quinto's living room and you think that she's finally safe. Like he's gotten her out of the asylum and she starts looking around and she realizes that like his candy bowl is a skull. His, um, his lamp 
His lampshade has, like, nipples on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes to, like, go down the hall. She opens up this door. And it's, like, this wall filled with, like, bloody tools and skin. <laughs> and he pulls this lever and she just goes shooting through this trap door. It's fucking terrifying. Poor the Sarah other, Paulson. <laughs> yeah, and the other fucking scene in that season that just got to me was where, like, the one a patient at the asylum who was, like, a nympho or something, mm-hmm. she um she gets kidnapped by the Nazi doctor. Is that doctor. Chloe Sevigny? I think it's Chloe yeah. Sevigny, yeah. And she she wakes up on this gurney, and, like, her fucking legs are gone. Yep. That was, anything like that gets me, like, waking up and a limb is gone, like, in tusk. <laughs> I mean, you can still get dick without legs. <laughs> Your vagina still works. You can still get, you can still... Fuck the doctors or whatever it is she wanted to do. Okay. <laughs> Good Ladies, so many lessons for you today. So many for you. <laughs> can still get, oh you God. can still get dick without legs. This has been... Stephanie Satilli, 2019. This has been fucking fantastic. So before... This has been a wonderful first outing. But before we put a bow on this one, uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this. So recently, mm-hmm. you sent me... And we, in the, in the early hours of the night, you sent me <laughs> yes. an MP3. Oh, right. Because <laughs> you, um, you, you, she recorded this long bit of audio on your phone, and you sent it to me through iMessage. And it just yes. popped up. I said, you need to listen to this right now. <laughs> and it just said, new recording number three. And I was like, okay, that's... You need to listen immediately. By the way, I said, I said that to five other people. I opened it Drop up. Drop what you're fucking you doing. Do Drop it is whatever the fuck you're doing. Listen to this. No, because I showed my buddy Matt this no sooner. Here's what happens. I open this up and it's like 10 minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck was she recording for 10 minutes? I open this up and it's the path train. And Steph, do you just kind of want to take take me through? I'll, I'll set it up. I feel like I need to set this up and then you bring it And there's this woman. Are you including the audio in this file? I don't know if I... If I this is a little bit of a production thing. If I play it on the computer, will it pick up on the microphone? No. I wouldn't so. say that. I just mean in your editing magic. In my editing magic, of course. Put in, you I, will... I, would put in, I would put in a snippet of it. I'll put in a because snippet. Because if we animate this later, I want people to fully enjoy it. Okay. I would assume to be two or three rows down from you. Yeah, on the same side, but like further down. Like if there's four rows of seats on the wall, there you're like on the first. She's like on number four. Or something yeah. Like that. Okay. So get that image in your head. <laughs> this woman, who I detailed in my artist rendering, uh, after Steph uh, described this uh, this tour de force story to me. <laughs> I decided to draw an artist rendering. So get an image in your head of a bald woman with uh, lesion marks and scars on her forehead. Scar, yeah, like, all over they, her look head. Like, they look like they look like kind of when ingrown you hair sticking out, horse teeth, big eyes with thick mascara, big warbly arms with pit hair, 
extended. See, you added the armpit hair, okay. but I that was I me feel getting like, colorful with the whole thing. I feel like you weren't that far off, though. Okay, and she <laughs> has like that was snaggle tooth, big gut hanging out of, big gut hanging out of her. This is how you you, you drew this, and but all I remember is that it was it was a bald woman with like kind of chubby arms right. that's what i remember and so she's she's yelling to somebody next to her about how she's always comparing to me to my father yeah well what she had said here's the thing there's a lot of crazies on the train yeah and what you're supposed to do for people that listen to this that are not in the new york new jersey area you don't make eye contact nope, ever you keep your head down this is why you have headphones in your ears, even if they're not plugged into anything. Yep. It's a defense mechanism. This is true. Um, so the first thing I hear, literally as the doors are closing, I just hear a woman go like, you're always mean to me. And it's, and obviously people in the train are having conversations. Like it's, it's white, it's like white noise, but this transcended above all that. So the first time that I heard that, I'm like, all right, I know the drill. And I immediately pressed record. Just in case something happened. Did something happen? And oh boy, did something happen. Oh boy, it did. So, I'll tag in here. She starts, and then I assume, what I assumed was she was just going to be doing this crying the whole time. Sure. No. <laughs> no, shut up. That's where a lot of you at home may be thinking, okay, that's all she does. No, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. She proceeds to scream with the voice of God in her throat. <laughs> My mother is a bitch! She's a bitch! Her mother is a bitch and a whore! So it's it's that for for ten minutes. It's the whole train like ride, it's, which is it's ten at least minutes. uh five to ten seconds for screaming, about thirty to forty-five seconds of quiet, and yeah. a mix of you please stand clear of the closing doors. The next stop is My Mother is a bitch! <laughs> yep. That's the next stop. This stop is exchange place. I'm gonna cut her tits off. I'm gonna cut her fucking oh, tits off. Okay. And this is what a bit where I officially fucking lost it. Where this like <laughs> transcended to me. There were two moments like that, but mm-hmm. here's the first. Oh no. She screams, "Ah, stick a knife up her pussy and go take a wicka, take a wicka!" Oh my god, I've never, I've, I, I don't, you can't write this. You just can't. I lack the talent. I, I would have never thought to put all of these, all of these elements together. In the same scene. Um, on top of that, it was a crowded train. Yep. Like, it was completely crowded. All the seats were filled. Uh, directly across from uh-huh. her, as this, this is tirade is happening, this is, is a, a very, I think, I think believe they were Indian, um, very nice-looking family um, with three children, all of whom were under six, and two of them were in strollers. Directly across from them. My mother's a whore! I'm gonna cut her tits off! That's how this, that's, that was my ride. That was what was going on for 10 minutes. And I remember the, every single person that I sent this to was like, sit through the pauses. Yes. Trust me. Dear Lord. Just sit through them because you have to just feel what we were feeling because most of the tension was in those pauses because not a one of us knew if this is the last time she was going to scream. Like, we're just, okay, what's going to happen? The pauses add, that's why I'm not going to play this whole thing in its entirety here. The pauses are necessary. The pauses are necessary, (laughs) believe me. This is, this is a, like, this is an old, if this woman had more notoriety and was around, like, back in, like, the 90s, this is a person who would have been, like, on on the whack pack on Howard Stern's show. <laughs> she would have been up there with, like, you know, like, the Chic, the Beetlejuices, like, your yeah. Big Lenny, stuff like that. For the Open Anthony fans, uh, she is absolutely somebody that they would have brought on. 
Yep. And made her scream at Tippy Tom or whatever the hell. Like. Oh, my God. Um, Tippy Tom was a homeless man on Opie and Anthony that they frequently talked to. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this is absolutely somebody they would have included. But, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the other thing is that every, everyone did not make eye contact. I remember looking at everybody else and not looking at her. Because my first thought you is... You can do that. You can do that. You can't look at the person that is committing the scene, but you can look at the people around her and how they're reacting. with your other train riders. Um, That's a rule. The other... Because, again, she was on the same side of me, and I and I couldn't... So there's people. I couldn't, like, see. Um, there was, The only thing that I could see, like I told you, was, like, her bald head and her arms. But, like, I couldn't get, like, a good look because in my brain, I'm like, don't make eye contact with her. She might have an actual knife. And you might look like her mom. Like, I don't want... Nobody wants to put themselves in actual danger. No. So, <laughs> you keep your head down. I had my... I had my... my uh, my headphones in, and they were not playing a damn thing. <laughs> they were just in. Um, at some point, I did make eyes with the woman, the girl across from me, and we just both start laughing. Like, why is this happening? It's not stopping either. It's not stopping. Um, I showed that clip to my to my boy Matt. Mm-hmm. He couldn't stop fucking laughing. <laughs> and by by the t- by the fourth time he she said it, he looked at me because I was recording this. He looked at me and he said, "I I think she's gonna do it." <laughs> I'm fully convinced she's going to do it. And at the end of his reaction, he said, I think we need to call the fucking police. I know. No, that, that thought went through my head. Um, it's like, all right, we gotta, is there? Also, I was looking for like a train conductor because usually they come through every car. Hey, long gone, long gone. But usually they come through every car at least once where the, the switches are. And I didn't see one of them. Like, there's got to be someone to come here and stop this. Nope. Um, we're just we're just on our own. We were just a full of we're just poor riders, commuters. Just like we're here by ourselves. We got to just handle this. And we're just dealing with this shit. Um. So one of my favorite parts is when we eventually do play this, you will start to hear violin music, and that is because a very calm African American gentleman, um, with a violin, and my guess is that he was going through every car just playing for the train, um, goes up to her while she's in mid-scream and says to her, do you mind if I play? And then fist bumps her <laughs> and begins to play his violin. <laughs> this all happened. I caught him fist bumping her. Like, all right, cool, yeah. Like, I got you. I understand. Almost as if to say, I understand what you're going through. Let me play violin for you. And that's when me and that other girl started laughing at each other because she's screaming over the violin. <laughs> I'm like, this is just a short film. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and, then that, and that's kind of where the story peters out and you get off the train and kind of just... Well, toward the end, like, again, I was brave enough to, like, I'm going to take, like, a better look. There was some guy next to her, like, with his his hand on her back. So I'm assuming this person was with her. And clearly, unfortunately, like, I feel like she's going through something mentally. So I guess the guy was next to her. So that's also why none of us, I think, maybe approached a police officer. It was like, okay, she it, it needs some attention. She clearly does. Um, she needs medical, like medical attention. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going through something. There's someone with her. So we all, I was like, okay, so the, it, it's been diffused. Um, so that's, so that's also, I'm like, I'm not going to approach a cop. I was like, there's somebody with her. So we're, we're okay. By the time and and stopped, I also by the time fully, your stop came around, what was your like emotion like? Was oh, 
oh, get me out of here. my stop was the uh, one of the last stops on that train. Did you get um, off before you got off before her? I didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look. I was like, I'm just, I was making, also, I was making sure that nobody else noticed I was recording. Because when you record on your iPhone, if, even if it's locked, if you press a button, you'll see, like, even in the lock screen, big counter across the front, like, recording. Like, they, they don't make it fucking obscure at all. Not at all. Um, so I had to, like, hide, like, the cover of my phone, like, against my stomach while I'm walking. Like, I don't want anyone to see me recording. Because, God forbid, there's a snitch. Be like, oh, that bitch is recording. Like, I don't want the woman to actually have a knife on her and then go after me. Like, Fuck. But this, this was my thought process this whole time. Is, like, making sure this is hidden, not making eye contact. Like, my brain went through a lot of processes, like, during this thing. Um, That's a story. And I had these, these two southern women, and I heard it in their accent, so they were not from here. Um, one was a little older, so I'm guessing it was a mother and her daughter. And I go to a Starbucks, because there's one at the station. As I come back out, she's there. And she's like, hey, can I ask you something? Does that happen a lot? I'm like, no, it's, you know, a lot of times, that particular thing, no. A lot of times, it's, you know, homeless people asking for change or, you know, people playing instruments. Um, I go, but that, no, that doesn't happen. And the older woman goes, I was just glad that I didn't, like, I was just hoping I didn't look like her mother. I go, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm like, oh have God. a good day. They were clearly Taurus. I felt Beautiful. so bad. I go, this is not, that's not what Jersey is. I'm sorry. Gold you had star. to go through that. Gold star. That is fucking incredible. So that's my life. <laughs> thank you so much for being on. This was so much fun. <laughs> so before I let you go, is there anything, I, I'm hoping to have this out before this weekend. And okay. at the time of this recording, it is July 17th, 2019. So, is there anything within the next few weeks and yeah. months that you want to plug? Um, sure. I said it before, but um, I host Sketchblock with Harry Turjanian. We we have a show at Under St. Mark's Theater in New York City, which is at 94 St. Mark's Place. It is the first Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. Uh, the next one is August 7th. Um, so I actually have the names of the people that we're gonna we're gonna have on with us. Um, because like I said, we have two sketch acts. And a stand-up. So for August, we're going to have Kathleen Cameron. And the uh, next group is the Sister Wives, along with stand-up by Dan Goodman. It's very, very mm. funny. Um, so it's only 10 bucks, And there is a Facebook group for Sketchblock. Mm. So you can find all that stuff there. Or The Unwanted on Instagram. I think our name is The Unwanted Comedy. Nice. Yeah. Do I need to put in my personal uh, uh, So if you want to, in addition, media, if you want to you, see, you you want to see uh, me and Steph doing our bit live together and you live in the Nashville area, mm. this August, yep. you can, uh, this August uh, 11th, August you, can, 11th. you can get your tickets at Marathon Music Works right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Capital Wrestling is doing a joint show with Wrestling for Innocence. Yep. And we're going to be putting on a big old wrestling show. We've already announced several talents. Uh, yeah, but we're going to have... Kevin Hall, uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and uh, Jack Swagger, Jake Hager, Jake Hager. Uh, uh, to do meet and greets. And um, that will be all of the proceeds for this show in Nashville are going to be going toward the Adam Brazil legal fund. Um, Adam Brazil is a wrongful conviction case that is in Nashville. And the person who was founded Wrestling for Innocence, Anthony DePippo, is also an exoneree himself. He was in prison for 20 years for something that he did not do. And he was exonerated in 2016. So he's a huge fan of wrestling. He's a huge fan of capital wrestling and wanted to partner with us to, you know, help out like a really good cause and to put on a fun wrestling show for everyone. So it's fun and educational. Fun and educational. It's going towards a good cause. You can see 
Of course, uh, me and Steph do our thing. You get to see Capital Champion Homicide, The Rep, Ariella Nix, uh, Metalands Monster. The answer to your prayers. The answer to your prayers, Ariella Nix, and all the all that of our ugly bitch Portia Vaughn will be there. Her douchebag assistant, who looks like a mule, shat him out. That guy. Whatever. So it is, yeah, it's August 11th. Um, the meet and greet, if you're interested, will be at 3.30, and bell time will be at 4.30, and that's that's Nashville time. And once again, tickets available at MarathonMusicWorks.com. Yeah. And so thank you very much for tuning in for this uh, re-debut of the It Came From Queens podcast. Once again, I am Benjamin Falbo. Thank you for getting weird with me here on this show. Follow Stephanie Satili on her Twitter Satili. at... What? Satili. 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 You can follow them on your Twitter yes. at... Uh, S-T-P-H-S-O-T-T-I-L-E. And I think it's, it's the same for Twitter and Instagram. Follow her there. Follow yeah. all that good stuff. Uh, go to Sketchblock. Go to Capital Wrestling. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I will see you guys in the next one. This is Benjamin Falbo signing off.